Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Good afternoon. You're listening to Gambling with an Edge. Now here are your hosts, Bob Dancer and Richard Munchkin. Good afternoon. Welcome to Gambling with an Edge. I'm Bob Dancer. And I'm Richard Munchkin. Today, our guest is Frank B., a sports betting analyst and better, and frequently on here for Super Bowl prop situations. And to be sure, that's why he's here today. So, Frank B., welcome back to Gambling with an Edge. Hi there, guys. Nice to be talking to you again. It's great to have you. Now, people seem to be hedging more on Super Bowl bets this year. What do you make of that? Well, it's not specifically Super Bowl bets. It's hedging in general. Um, I see it a lot. You know, in the last two years with the growth of betting in different states throughout the U.S., what has become available is a huge menu of options for the player to bet on the game, primarily alternative lines, but also bleeding right into uh, live betting, where you, it's just another way of betting on the game in progress. And um, what has what I see happening is there's a lot of guys who, you know, they make a lot of bets, more bets than they probably used to, but they're very concerned with, if they fall behind in any way, they want to get out of their bet. And they use these options in the live market to do this. But also I'll see them make a good bet pregame and the line moves a lot. And they just want to, you know, make a bet, make a, a middle shot out of it when they have this real good initial bet. And then they just play back at it with, you know, a pretty marginal number or something that might be negative just for the sake of doing it. And I'm seeing it a whole lot out there and I can just, it's like anticipate what's coming with the Super Bowl. They're going to have it's the same situation. You're going to have a lot of these early bets that close really good in the, in the Super Bowl. I mean, these these lines move much more than standard games during the regular season. And uh, I, invariably, I'm pretty sure we're going to see a lot of buyback here. That is kind of unnecessary. And uh, it's just a bet. Let me, you know, in the last two years with with the growth of sports betting. Teaser betting is another one that became, it, it was like an epidemic of bad teaser betting. And just because it's available, and but the terms in the United States are inferior to what the, you know, what, what the traditional uh, you would get offshore. Uh, if that's a, a epidemic, overhedging is becoming a pandemic. It's really, I mean, I see it all over the place. And the books love it because you just get juiced to death. You just, you keep betting into these big juiced markets. And you're just giving them more volume, more volume, more volume. And uh, I think it's worth mentioning that, you know, you need to check yourself when it comes to uh, when you want to consider if you're going to hedge something. If you got a really good bet, man, you need to roll with it 90 some percent of the time. Is this hedging um, bankroll considerations or psychological considerations? Or why do you think people are doing this? Uh, to, I, I think it's starting to become 
psychological considerations, but I really believe that, that most of them think that what they're doing is correct. And that, you know, this, this is the way, or listen, they could say it's by design. I think I'm betting all this stuff because I intend to hedge back at it. It could be. Um, but uh, the psychological type of hedges are the ones where, you know, where your bankroll comes into play, where it's just, it's just a big payout that you really don't want to stomach not getting a piece of, or you're just over bet and you, and, and you want to mitigate some of the risk. And, you know, that, that's sort of a different type of hedging that's going to, the, the hedging I'm referring to is just doing it for the sake of doing it because I, I have the opportunity to shoot for some kind of middle, whether it's a good one or not. People just are very risk averse and, uh, you know, now it sounds like some of these guys are, are actually fairly sharp betters if they're getting good numbers to start with. But, you know, you used to see this kind of thing when people get free bets and they want to bet, you know, both sides on Baccarat just to not take not, not take a loss on something that cost them zero. Right. right. I mean, they got a free bet, uh, you know, and they they don't want to uh, take any kind of risk at all. So. Right. They're not considering just the pure EVs of the, of the two bets considered. They just want a guaranteed win, even if it's, it lowers your EV overall. Yeah. All right. So over and under bets are available at every game. Um, what extra considerations do we have for Super Bowl? Well, I think what you're referring to is, 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 you know, I mentioned to you guys that I think the players, in the, when it comes to the Super Bowl, should be aware of the ratio of overs to unders that they have because a lot of people look at look at a game especially when it comes to players with the mindset of um of a dfs player they're looking for what do i like okay do i like this guy oh wow i i really think this guy's gonna have a good game and you know 90 percent of their thought process is concentrated on who's gonna do well Leads them to making a lot of overbets with maybe not even considering, well, I never really could come up with a good reason to like this guy. Maybe that's an underbet. That doesn't occur to them nearly as much as, you know, I, I think this is a good overbet. So you can end up with a list of bets by the time kickoff comes that are, it's just like 80% overs. And, you know, in, in, in the long run, that, that's not a good way to go into every game with you know, a big list of overs because, uh, listen, every player can't go over. Every guy can't get a sack. And this is uh, – and despite – also the history of overs and unders, I mean, unders have almost an inherent edge when it comes to player props because everything that can go wrong for you uh, when it comes to a player uh, is detrimental to the over. You could get injured mid-game. He could uh, – he could be a running back, and his team falls behind early. Now, not, not too much incentive to run. They're going to have to pass him. So other, other kinds of things that he's just not being effective and they bench him. There, there's a lot of things that go wrong. But with your under, all those things work in your favor. Um, his story, there, there was a time 10 years ago about when there were, there were a lot of games. If you'd have just gone in there and bet every player under on, on everything, you'd have came out ahead. It was that much of a bias. It's not that much anymore, but there still is a, a, a preference to bet players over. And you'll see, you just ask any sharp player that, that, that makes money at this. They say, oh, yeah, most of my bets are still on this, even though the market has adjusted for this somewhat. 
it's still the preferred way to be is to be heavy on unders. So if, you, if, you, if your portfolio has, you know, 80 percent overs, uh, you need to reexamine. You know, another thing that I see a lot of that the sports books seem to be pushing are in game, yeah, in game or same game parlays. Right. And um, you know, in I think people who are half sharp maybe have heard of this uh, idea that there's some edge to be had because things in the game can correlate. But the books have taken advantage of this. But why are the books pushing it so much now? Have they just put an enormous amount of juice on these things? Right. The, 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 obviously, when you make a same game parlay, let's make it simple and say it's a, a, two, a two thing, and, you know, a, a two leg parlay. And you got quarterback passing TDs, uh, or let's let you make it some quarterback passing yardage, and you want to bet them over, and you parlay it to his favorite receiver over on yardage. Now, they're not going to give you, and say they're minus 110 each, they're not going to pay you plus 264 on that, you know. It's going to be much less. They are accounting for the correlation within within the program that calculates the odds, and I'm sure they they think that they're shorting you even more. And the more you add to the parlay, the more the program recalculates, accounting for the correlation. And uh, before you know it, you really are in you know, deep in double digit negative expectation territory on your parlay. Um, now, there are some clever guys out there who have figured out what the algorithm considers correlated and what it considers not and what it considers negative correlation. And uh, it's, it's hard work, but they have figured out some angles to take advantage of this uh, programming within the algorithm. The same thing, you know, it's, it's kind of like second level stuff. Is this correlated or not? Well, it doesn't seem like it, but actually it is. And, is it negatively correlated or not? Well, it might appear intuitively that is, but it's actually positively correlated. It's, listen, oh, that, that that's a very complicated right. matter, and it takes a lot of tedious checking of what the book is going to pay on the combination, because you don't know what the book's going to pay on the combination until you actually punch it in. So to kind of you know, work backwards uh, on this, starting with, okay, they're going to pay me for this. What should it pay? What do I think the correlation is? It, it, it's a big endeavor, but some guys are up to it. But now you also mentioned that some books are calculating parlays in strange ways, which screws the the player. Can you talk about that? Oh, you mean standard parlays? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I sent you a, a snapshot of that one bet that my friend made. Um, it was over at the, I don't mind saying it's over at the Westgate, and it's, it's not unique to them. Uh, he laid a dollar twenty and a dollar ten on an event, uh, major football sides. And when he came back, uh, he bet 10000 And it should have paid. He didn't check what it should have paid. He just trusted that they were doing it right because, you know, it's not two one tens. And it should have paid 25000 It paid, I guess, 24 I forget, five sixty three. So he got shorted uh, $437. He didn't notice it at first, but he... Punched it in, and he goes, "Wow, man! I, you know, this this doesn't seem right." So he asked them over at Westgate, and they, the explanation is one I have heard before: is that they take now the easiest way to do this is just to do a direct calculation. That's the easiest way, and that's the way a lot of these uh, books in other states 
they do do it because they don't have the they really, they really they do, their system is just set up to do direct calculation because they don't have as many one flat one tens as they do uh, in Nevada because a lot of them charge more than a twenty cent straddle. They like DraftKings for a while was starting with a twenty one cent straddle. Well, how do you calculate? How do you have a fixed payout chart on two teamers if everything's some you know different numbers? So the explanation was that they somehow begin the payout process, the payout calculation, using the fixed odds of plus 260 for a two-teamer. Then they account for the fact that you laid 10 cents more on one of the legs. The end result is you get paid less than the direct calculation would pay you. So it works in their favor. Now, are there instances where it may work in the player's favor? I guess there's one that we could think of, you know, on a three-teamer, you know. If that's the way you do it, because a three-teamer, the fixed payout is actually a little bit of an edge for the player. It works out to something about like you're laying 109 instead of 110. So if they were to do a, a direct calculation, uh, use this method of using the starting with the fixed payout, I guess that would benefit you. But in every other instance, it's going to screw you, and it's going to screw you real bad when you get into like four teamers and stuff, because those are terrible fixed odds. So it's just something to you know, like a a, a word of warning. When you're betting a parlay, even if you think that it's it's it, it's pretty cut and dry how it's going to be calculated, check it. Have your little parlay calculator, pull it up and, and punch it in. You can see if it matches your pick. Is the unabated parlay calculator as good as any? Yeah, the, most parlay cal- calculators online they, they operate the same way. So any one that you can pull up, I got I'm using one from New uh, Wager right here just because it's real convenient. But any of them, just bookmark it so you always have it ready and. You know, quickly put it in there. It's no big deal. Michael Shackelford has one on his. A lot of people use that. There, does Nevada, does betting in Nevada or betting in Arizona or Colorado or New Jersey, are they the same? Well, no, they're not the same. And in the context of Super Bowl betting, it really has changed things. Uh, Nevada used to be number one first, in putting up the uh, the big list of Super Bowl props, and they were even they went before offshore. Now offshore always you know goes first on most things, but the Super Bowl was one thing that they didn't go first on. It was traditionally uh, Westgate and then other books like MGM and um, the William Hill property more than the season. Now that they moved, but uh, there were a couple that would start putting stuff out on a little bit on Wednesday. South Point did a similar. But now with these operations in other states, you know, all the, the, tip, the typical big ones, DK, FanDuel, uh, Barstool, all these, um, they start going up Monday. And then they add more Tuesday. And by Wednesday, just about, well, not everything's up, but a whole bunch is up, which renders whatever happens on Thursday at Westgate, uh, you know, a huge percentage of it. The betters have already seen the numbers that these other places are off. So, like on Monday, I was in Ohio. I was there. I was there Monday because Ohio is a new state, and that's where I'm, I grew up. So I have friends and stuff there, so we can you know do some things together. Uh, so I was betting on Monday, Monday in the morning. Actually, I, I got woke up and there was there was a bet right there that was a real good line, and uh, it just was a continue continuation through the next three days of them just adding more, adding more, adding more. And uh, you know, Tuesday was a big day for betting. Uh, so when I got here, th- and then I stopped in Colorado to bet, and then uh, ended up in Vegas 
Thursday night for the Westgate. And there's still some different stuff to bet because the tail end of the uh, of the sheet where they put all the cross-sport stuff and some of the head-to-heads, those were kind of unique. And you had an uh, opportunity to bet something you hadn't seen before. But a lot of it you did see already. And, uh, you know, as a result, uh, the crowd at Westgate, which used to be about 100, now is about 25 in the last couple. But the things you would prepare for for the Westgate, and your guess, well, they're probably gonna, they're definitely gonna have, you know, Kelsey over or Kelsey under. So that one you'd already seen. So the ones that Westgate had that were new, you didn't always prepare for. No, Bob. The the, the, the ones at Westgate, aside from the crossport stuff, these books in these other states, they put everything up. They got this guy to get a sack, the number of tackles. Like, for example, tackles and assists, that's something you never see in Nevada in any book until the Super Bowl. Those books in other states, they do that every week for every game. They, they have rocketed past Nevada as far as uh, variety, prop offerings, uh, to the degree that you only see Nevada put up stuff that matches them for the Super Bowl. Every other week, including all the way through championship week, they don't hold a candle to what's going on in the other states. So everything that was on the board, with the exclusion of the crossbar stuff, we had all seen before. We were just seeing if they were going to put up something different. You know, and they did. Westgate, Westgate's real cool. I mean, they, they put up uh, numbers and then they, hey, we got an opinion on this. We don't care what the rest of the market says. And sure, we know we're going to take two hits on this bet because the, because the market's there and half the guys in line there they're, what they're all about is just middling, so they know what what's available everywhere else. And they say, oh, so you're standing in line. You can predict, oh, that one's going down. That's 20 cents off market. That's four yards and 10 cents off market. You can tell which ones are going down first. So it's just a matter of what's left when you get up to the room. You know, I was fortunate. The one on my, number one on my list was up was up there, but I gravitate towards tackles and assists, and other guys are working on the more primary players. So I, I got my first choice going Wait, I, I'm sorry. You have to educate me here because I'm not a, a football guy. This is, sorry for the dumb question. What is an assist? Well, it's when you pass the guy to Steph Curry and he makes a three, you get an assist. Oh, yeah. No, so no, I'm, no, 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 I'm kidding. I'm, no, I'm kidding. I'm, that's a joke. No, an assist is where more than one guy contributes to a tackle. Oh, there's, to a tackle. Okay. Yeah, there's a, solo, there's a solo tackle and there's an assist. So assist is like two guys got it. We're not going to know who to give it to them. We're going to give them both an assist. I see. Does okay. every assist get half a tackle Does, when they're adding it up? No, no. No, you get an assist. It's, it's, it's two. It's Which solo. It's yeah, there's solo tackles and then there's assists. And some books, like DK, will sometimes put up total number of solo tackles, total number of assists. It's a, and that and that, now – that amplifies your work by like three X because now you got to get, wow, man, I got to, you know how hard it is to track down guys and figure out how many assists they got. It's not a standard stat. It's a, I mean, it's there in the box score, but nobody tracks that. So that's a whole, you got to go in there and, uh, you know, sort to sift through everything. It's, it's, assists are the, are, are the more subjective one. I mean, sometimes you'll see guys at home, defenders at home, and they get like this, you can tell they get a goofy assist. Like the guy got six assists. I mean, you know, the average is a couple, you know, to maybe three for a high. Who determines the – who gets an assist? There's a scorer there at the, at the stadium. There's, a, there's scorers there at the stadium. They score the whole game. <clears> okay, they, so every game. book uses that guy's number right or wrong. Right, yeah. 
That's the whole. That's like the whole uh, uh, controversy around the Memphis player that keeps getting a bunch of block shots at home. You know, he he, he has an inordinate amount of block shots at home, and he's a you know year in year out lately. He's a candidate for defensive player of the year, and they're going. Wait a minute, look look how many more blocks he gets at home than he gets on the road. It's it's like it's like a really disparate amount. Where you know something's up, <laughs> and, and apparently some betters had caught on to this because they would bet the guy over on blocks and steals and blocks um, every time he was at home, and they were doing well. But on sacks, they you can bet over or under three and a half sacks during the game or something. So a half a sack is is different than an assist. Okay, so they're correlated. I see what you're saying. So a half a sack, what you just referred to with like the the team sack number. That it's lined on the half just to prevent pushes. It, it's 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 not going. There's not going to be three and a half sacks. A team will never get a half a sack. A play a player gets a half a sack. Um, so when it's the same thing as an assist. He he was in there with another guy and they, they got the quarterback at the same time. They each get half a sack. So in the box store, it could show up as a half. He gets another sack. He gets one and a half sack, and it comes into play when you're examining the sack props. Because they can be lined any of, I guess, like four different ways. You could have, yes, there will be a sack. You could have over a half a sack, which means if the guy lands on a half, that's a push. You could have over a quarter of a sack, which means they're accounting for that half sack. And if the guy gets a half a sack, that, that's, a, you know, that, that's a winner. And you can have over three quarters of a sack, which means they want to jump over the half. And it's, in essence, the same as, will he get a sack? But... When they have three guys in on the sack, do they all get half a sack, or how does that? Because that happens. <laughs> I guess it happens. I don't know if three of them get a half a sack. I, 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 I'm thinking they pick the two guys who appear to be doing the most damage. <laughs> I don't know the answer to that. Okay, um, this is going to. We're taping this on the. Tuesday before Super Bowl. It's going to be posted Thursday before Super Bowl. So the bets that are still going to be available when our list, if our listeners listen to it on Thursday or Friday, are likely the lines change over the weekend as the square betters come to t- come to Las Vegas. Please, Bob. Recreational betters is the preferred number. Uh huh. <laughs> so the the recreational squares come to Las Vegas. Uh, on the weekends. So that has to present opportunities for our listeners who are all sharp bettors. So what kind of uh, opportunities should we look for? And is it different betting Saturday morning or Saturday night? Well, yes, it's true as it always has been that when the, when the public gets a hold of things, they have that mindset we talked about earlier with the over-under ratio that they want to, you know, they're going to be looking to bet a lot of overs and they're going to, they came here to bet, they're going to bet them. And the lines, the books take a lot of money in on these overs. I don't think they move them as aggressively as they would if, if one of the uh, sharper guys bet an under for the same amount. They, they realize what's going on. They're willing to take, you know, a certain amount of exposure um, on the over. And it does create value for people betting under now you said saturday morning saturday night i would think we're talking about saturday night and even definitely sunday morning there's a lot of people 
they never considered that the lines were going to be out the door on Sunday morning, you know, or, or, or the kiosk are going to be 10 deep at the kiosk. And they, they just wait until Sunday morning. And so a lot of action comes in on Sunday. And I know a lot, I know, you know a number of guys that they get a lot of their action in a big percentage in on Sunday. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't jump the gun and like Saturday morning, wake up and say, Oh, look at this one's moved this much. Uh, I think it's time to bet the under. I'd probably, you need to wait some more, but uh, yeah, there'll, there'll be a lot of value betting unders, uh, you know, in town on late Saturday, all day Sunday. Do the lines at the kiosk or do the odds at the kiosk uh, at physically at the casino and the lines on the online app, which you can bet in your underwear while at home. Everybody's concerned with betting in their underwear. I don't know why. Um, are they the same or they change differently? No, they're the same. They're, 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 you're going to be, you know, it's all one big system. So, uh, yeah, you could bet on the app. I mean, and they try to convince you to put some money in the app and bet that way. It's, it's more convenient. Yeah. So that's, uh, you know, it's not going to differ off the, over the counter at the kiosk or on the app. But you know what will differ? <laughs> Stay, this is a, a pet peeve of mine that I mentioned to you guys. You won't be able to bet the same thing at the desktop because it doesn't exist in Nevada. You know, it, it, it's it's the it's traveling from state to state over the last couple of years. You go to these places, and they, uh, you know, it, it, it's actually a pleasure because you have the comparison of having to bet on the app, like you're staring at that little phone and pecking away at it and flipping, you know, flipping through it. I got to open another app. You go to these others. I just came from Ohio, Colorado. You just line them up on your on your laptop. They're all they're, the, the sites work wonderfully. You know, it, it, yeah, they time out every 10, 15 minutes or so. But it's all you just log back in. You got all these different. You can you have a full picture. You know, a snapshot of everything that's going on. Oh, oh let's check out the receivers. It, it, the app is is torture. If after you've done had that experience of being able to bet that way, then you come to Nevada and you got to deal with these little apps. It really, I don't know what the problem is, why we can't get it going here. I, I asked this question and nobody has a legitimate answer. I even called gaming and the guy goes, well, I'm not the guy to talk to, but I'll, I'll forward the question and see if somebody can get back to you. You know, I can't get an answer to it. Now, if it's a regulation issue, okay. Um, gaming needs to get it together and understand that we're falling behind. We're falling further and further behind every year in Nevada versus the rest of the country when it comes to this. But if it's not, if it's okay with gaming regulations to do this, then it's a real problem because the books are saying, well, we, we don't want to make this available to Nevada betters because, I don't know, I mean, they they tend to view people from Nevada as being sharper than the average American better. I mean, you've shown up at a casino with a Nevada license and, oh, you're from Las Vegas. Yeah, they also had a monopoly for so long that they just – you know, rested on their laurels and thought they didn't have to do anything about customer service or whatever. And it, I mean, it doesn't surprise me at all that they're slow to catch up, but, um, but they are, what's odd is um, if you, if, if that MGM has a website in Colorado and Ohio, you would think that it's just the same website. They ought to be able to just turn it on in Nevada. Yes. And, and I will tell you, though, and, and it really could be, you know, you think, oh, well, you guys in Nevada think that they're, 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 they're so wary of you. 
The menu in Nevada on BetMGM is not the same as it is in other in other states. It's more extensive in other states. And this applies to, uh, I can't really, there's not really another book that comes to mind I can say it because all the books are not here. You know, DK is not here. FanDuel's here, sort of. He's you know, used in many states. Yeah, Fan. I mean, Fanduel is, is technically that's what's going on at the coast, but I don't. I don't know if the whole menu's on there. Um, but you know, yeah, there's just this perception that the, you know we, we don't want to give everything ava- that's available to betters in other states. We don't want to give that to the guys in Las Vegas because they're you know, those are those, those the, you know, savvy characters. It seems like I mean, people were here in Las Vegas because this was the only place you could bet. But it seems now like. A, a sports better would probably be better off living somewhere else. And they mostly do now. I know a lot of guys, myself included, that go to Colorado to bet for extended periods. I know guys that have moved there and, you know, done very well. But, you know, a lot of guys say, oh, no, no, I'm going there and betting there. This, why would I put up with all this crap? These limited hours, this the hunt and peck on my cell phone, the, uh, you know, the limited menu. I want, I want everything that there is to offer, and I can go to this other state and get it. Now, on top of it, bonuses and all that to start and, 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 and continuing promotions that dwarf anything you would get here. We passed by a subject I want to revisit. When we are betting Saturday night or Sunday morning after the recreational player, who's no longer called the square player, has changed the lines, which specific lines should we be looking at? Well, Other I than think that... I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I think common sense wise, it's just, you know, the, the, the public's going to gravitate towards the uh, premium skill position players. And so I think that's what's going to get the most action and get pushed up a lot. They also have their favorite pet bets, you know, like uh, what is one of the uh, like, will there be a score three times in a row by the same team? I said it kind of backwards. Will one team score three straight times? They love to bet the no on that. Because to them, intuitively, it seems like well, it's, that seems like a rare, rare thing, and they're getting and they're actually getting plus money on the no. Uh, but the favorite is a pretty, a pretty convincing yes, probably by almost a two to one ratio of games have a team that scores three straight times. So they bet on that kind of stuff. You can expect to get pick up some bargains on that. Um, uh, that you know, it's it's just a, it just depends who the hot player is going into the game. And Kelsey, I'm sure, is going to continue to get that. Um, I don't really see anybody. You know what? There could be a reversal on some guys that took some underplay by the sharp players. You could get a reversal on like a guy like Jalen Hurts, who has whose number has come down. But you know, when Phil, like for example, you go to New Jersey, or and um, in, in Pennsylvania, I'm sure Jalen Hurts props are going to be heavily bet this this coming weekend, and you'll be able to get some good buyback under on him, and along with a lot of other Philadelphia players and the Eagles themselves for that matter. So. Yeah, it just, it just you know, you just got to take a look at the, the whole array of bets available and just see what it is that they're pounding back up. And have they brought it to a place where you now want to take the other direction? You haven't mentioned Mahomes' name. Um, he has to be a popular player to bet. So if, if Kelsey is going to go under, well, probably Mahomes will go under too. Would that be? Well, yeah, Mahomes, Mahomes will clearly, after that last week that the uh, guess what you could call like a Willis Reed type performance. Um, that's re- first and foremost in uh, the recreational better's mind. And, you know, he's, he's Superman right now in for public perception. So, yeah, he's definitely going to take his fair share of action. 
from the um, from the public, and we'll see how high it goes. I mean, he's already pretty high given the opposition because Philadelphia. I mean, they are the number one pass defense in the league. They are the number one sack team in the league, and uh, they've done nothing along the through the course of the season to make you think that they're going to like lay an egg defensively. So at 300 yards, approximately, I know it's come down a little bit with the, you know, the, the bigger betters have got a hold of it and it's a little under 300, but it'll, it'll get back to 300 pretty sure uh, sometime this weekend. Well, can you get a different price in, if you were to bet in Philadelphia than if you bet in Kansas city? Oh yeah. On these props. It depends, you know, it depends how regional that book is, like, you know, how much of their action. Could be. Like, for example, the one that they, that apparently gets the most Philadelphia action and is not available everywhere is the Borgata. So, like, the Borgata takes a lot of action from the New York crowd. That, you know, so uh, they get out of balance more than any other book that I'm aware of. But for the most part, listen, listen they have the capability to um, – uh, segregate the action based on region. You know, I, I've been to Biloxi in Mississippi, and there I would get, you know, uh, the LSU opponent and the Alabama opponent and all those SEC opponents of those teams had really good prices, prices that weren't available elsewhere, you know, because they had, uh, you know, segregated the action there. Uh, even the Borgata down there in, in uh, Biloxi, they, they, they use the opening numbers and then they move independently after that based on their action. So what you see... Uh, in in another part of the country, uh, could differ you know, sometimes significantly from what they're dealing down there. So yeah, that, I mean there are regional differences, but it's kind of like it's a mysterious. You know, when when is the book going to? You know, I don't know if they activate it or whatever, or are they you know they just blend them all into one line. So it's but they do exist. All right, we have some more questions for Frank B. That we'll get to right after some commercials. If you're interested in getting an edge at sports betting, then unabated.com is a great resource for you. Founded by frequent Gambling with an Edge guests, Captain Jack and Rufus Peabody, Unabated is designed for both new and experienced sports bettors. Their real-time odds screen, tools, and calculators take a lot of the guesswork out of trying to quantify your edge. There's also plenty of free education and instruction to help you along your journey to becoming a sharper sports better. You can currently take advantage of a seven-day free trial if you decide to decide if the premium membership at Unabated is right for you. Videopoker.com is the best place to play lots of games. If you sign up for the gold membership, $8.95 a month or $79.95 a year, this allows you to get correction on most of the games. The game of the week is Powerhouse Poker. This is a 10 coins per line game where you get where you get dealt extra hands some with multipliers, when you are dealt a paying combination. For example, if you're dealt two pair, you may be given hands with four of them having multipliers from 4x to 8x. How many extra hands you get and how big the multipliers are varies from game to game. The extra hands start from the same position and the same hold as you made. Let's say you're dealt two pair, queens and fives in a game where it's correct to hold both pair. Should you decide to hold only the queens, as many players incorrectly do, the extra hands will all start from holding a pair of queens. The game always returns more than the five-coin version of the same pay schedule, and there are no strategic variations 
necessary in order to play the game accurately. Tales from the Felt is a new card counting and advantage play coffee table book that takes you inside the grind. 21 stories told by 21 APs. Adventure, intrigue, and the loneliness on the path to beating casinos for millions. Beautifully illustrated and bound, this collector's edition book features Hall of Famers and emerging heroes of the game. Proceeds go to help those affected by problem gambling. Learn more at store.blackjackapprenticeship.com or find a link in the show notes. All right, we're back to Frank B. talking about Super Bowl bets. One of the interesting things about Super Bowl bets is you have cross-sport bets where something in the football game is correlated somehow to something happening in a basketball game or something else. So are there any good values there, Frank? Um, There's certainly value within the cross-sport bets. But, you know, this year and, and at the time of this recording, there's really only two places that have them up. And they're different uh, uh, selections uh, on each. One is Westgate, and the other is uh, William Hill. And uh, what they offer is an alternative way to get at or against a player playing in the Super Bowl by using a a second opponent that they're going to pit him against. And so, for example, if if you, if you really wanted to bet Travis Kelsey receiving yards over. And you missed the boat, and now, you know now it's me five yards, and it's an extra ten cents to bet it on top of it. And you may be able to use a crossbar to find a better price for you to bet on Kelsey or or to bet against him um, by by you know analyzing the other end of that bet, uh, which can be anything from you know how many uh, uh, the, the the score in a round of golf, the number of points and assists by an NBA player. The uh, funny one I was tracking last night was the uh, uh, bean pot total, and it's uh, it, it's like for example the, the bean pot total. You guys know what the bean pot is? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. Uh, bean pot. Most guys don't. Don't feel. Don't worry about it. Bean pot is an event that takes place in Boston on uh, on a Monday uh, where the the uh, prominent college hockey teams compete in a four four a uh, 14 round robin. They play. They played two games head to head, and then the, I think the winner plays tonight. Uh, well, so one of the props is total goals in the bean pot versus Boston Scott rush yards, with Boston Scott being a half. It's, it's very clever to use a guy with the first name Boston for a Boston-based tournament. Yeah, but what's not so clever is they must have programmed it wrong and thought it was next Monday. Because they left it up during the whole, both two games that were played last night. And as we sit here and talk on a Tuesday, it's still up. You can still bet on this and you know the outcome of one third, one, one of the, I'm right there, Bean Pot. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, okay, it's not really that big a deal in this instance because he came very close. I mean, they came close enough to the estimate number of goals to be, it's like, all right, it's, it's almost like, all right, now you know they had 11 goals in the, in the two games. So it's like getting Boston Scott at a, a a really good price, a price you can't get in the market, but it's only off by two and a half yards or so. And uh, so you would just bet Bean Pot if you wanted to fade Boston Scott and bet Boston Scott on the pick up a couple extra yards. But it's this type of, these type of problems that occur. 
with these cross bet crossboard bets that make them sometimes not worth the effort because in, in, inevitably you are going to find something in there that you go, wow, look at how they screwed up on that. Whether it's something like that because the event takes place on another day or the one that we found earlier in the week. I can talk about this. Uh, there was a guy got a hold of me. He says, hey, man, I just bet. I just made this bet. It's Steph Curry plus four and a half points versus Patrick Mahomes pass completions. And uh, it looked good to me, so I bet it. Uh, what, what do you think? Is, is, is am I seeing this wrong? And so quickly, I go, I go. Wait a minute. Is, is Steph not? Is he playing? plus four and a half, or is he plus four and a half or minus four and a half? Because Steph Curry's points per game is like thirty point three, and Patrick Mahomes' line for his completions is like 26, 20 was twenty five and a half leading up to twenty six. Then, so just based on that, it should be approximately Curry minus four and a half. And I go, can you check it to make sure that that's the wording? Because it also, I speculated, it could be he read it wrong, and the bet really meant longest completion, which would have put it in the ballpark of being approximately right. It would be a little shy, but he goes, no. I, and then I looked it up, and, they, and sure enough, there it was. Go, but now, if you were to bet that in Nevada, don't you run the risk of being free-rolled, where if you win the bet, they're just going to say, oh, it was a bad line and we're not paying? Well, it was in Nevada. It wasn't Nevada. So I, I, I told him, I said, listen, this is it's the, the book that it happened at. Well, obviously, it's, it's Westgate because who else has them up? So uh, I said, listen, if you just play it once, it, it gives them an opportunity to take a look at it and say, OK, this is not what we meant. And they'll fix it. They're, they're just going to take your bet and it'll be OK. So we'll watch it over the next. I said, just don't go bet it again. So I watched it over the next. I mean, sure enough. Other players figured it out, got a hold of it, and it it ended up with right now where it sits right now is minus two and a half, minus thirty, which when you account for the extra juice on the money line makes it somewhere about minus three and a half, and that's pretty that's close enough to where it should be. Uh, but like you said, the the problem is with some books where they've had more egregious errors in the past, you're like, well, should I if I bet this, am I going to have a problem? And sometimes you do have a problem, you know, because they, they it was it's a screw up of a greater magnitude. And they're like, wait a minute, this is bad. But this is the risk they run when they put together these bets using these, you know, once a year events that they're not used to making lines for. And then somebody has got to do the input. And then, you know, in this case, I, I, I believe they just flip flop the thing. They put the number on the wrong guy because they don't know that thing. Like if you had Steph Curry against some lesser NBA player, it would have been pretty obvious. Well, Steph Curry's a favorite. But in this case, they didn't know Patrick Mahomes, completions versus, you know, just, all right, I'm going to put the favorite on top. And that's what they did. They put the favorite on top. I mean, I'm sorry. They put, they put the, 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 the plus money, the plus four and a half on top. And, and if you bet the thousand or whatever, uh, the, the limit was for those prop bets, they'll take that. Uh, they'll take that one. Yeah. I, I mean, and it gives them a chance to look at it and say, and, and catch their mistake. Now, I've had instances at Westgate where I, where I, I see something and I go, you know what? I'm going to let them know about it because I don't want them to get pissed off at me. Is if I if I've asked somebody, I say, man, that looks what that don't look right. Is that what you mean? And sometimes they'll say no, but sometimes they'll say, yeah, that's that's our opinion on it. Go ahead and bet it. So this one is not off by it's off. I mean, I'm not going to sure it's, it's off, but it's not off by that much that you can't lose that bet. You can certainly lose it. But here, here here's the here's the uh, the karma aspect of the story. Steph Curry, the next night, 
came down bad on his leg, and now he's out three weeks. He's not going to play in that game anyway. This is going to be a cancer. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's, it's all it's all much ado about nothing. So, but it it is you know it just illustrates the issue that some of these cross sport things have. You know, you, you, sometimes it can be more trouble than it's worth. All right, we have a little bit of time left, and let's get away from something that has not has nothing to do with the Super Bowl. It has to do with slot machines. Now, a lot of players out there are play slot machines, uh, and there's an issue that that Frank mentioned to us before the having to do with resetting the machines. So, what was that all about, Frank? Okay, well. There's a lot of guys out there that play slot machines, whether in a serious manner or just, you know, when they happen to have the opportunity and they're there. And they, you can make decent money playing slot machines if you know how they operate and, you know, when when it's time to play them. You know, there's bonus machines and, you know, a lot of them have, uh, you say, uh, features that accumulate in, in value uh, as the game is played until – the, the bonus feature or, or, or the particular jackpot or whatever is, is hit. And then it goes back to reset where it has to be seated up. You know, it has to be built up to where it's worth playing and then jumping again. Now, there's a lot of guys out there doing this a lot. Some place times you're walking a place and you can't believe the number of guys walking around just poking machines or checking everything. I mean, it's, it's, it's it can be maddening. Uh, if you just, that's the time you decided to take a walk and see if you could find something and you just, you know, five guys walk up in front of you and poke the same machine. But the complaint that I've been hearing now, my son who uh, decided that he wanted to gamble with an advantage, you know, I, so I trained him up on some stuff and the easiest thing to do was these machines. So he's now uh, a pretty regular player of these to where he's, he has a little group. And he actually he just took his first eighty six in this last week, so he got the he got the full eighty six with the trespass back and everything with the Cortez. Um, so, uh, but he mentioned it along with a lot of other guys uh, that we know um, that the casinos are now resetting the machines to put them back to the the start of what you would say the bonus cycle, and thereby uh, not only eliminating. The, you know, uh, the opportunity for these guys to maybe find something early, you know, if, if they just reset the machine. But they're also, I think it's, I, I think it, it, it should fall under the same category as resetting like a, a progressive poker machine. You know, the meters double and double reset. And they go, well, you know, today I think we're just going to reset it back to back to 4,000 or 8,000 or whatever. Um, they certainly couldn't get away with that, but they're getting away with this because apparently – now, we haven't verified this yet, but I'm told by fairly reliable sources that um, this has been okayed by gaming for them to do it as long as what they're resetting does not state a specific dollar amount. In other words, if it's just a bunch of spins, free spins, you know, if 80 free spins have accumulated, it's okay to do that. If, if a game has, you know, uh, 70% towards the must-hit uh, not not must not must hit for dollars, but must go off. You know this bonus feature must trigger before this thing. Then it's okay. Um, I know to me it's a real it's a real problem because even if they're only doing it to like these lower level machines right now, it opens the door for them to do it to some of these other machines that could I mean really is tantamount to uh, 
preferential shuffling to a, to the nth degree. Well, it's stealing from the players. I mean, right. the other thing is it means like uh, you might have a machine that was set to hold 10%, and now all of a sudden they're holding 15 because they just reset it when the when the numbers go up, right? I mean, and, right. and the, the other real danger is that they go, wow, this is working so good on these machines. Can we take the ones where it's a dollar amount and change it somehow so that we could do this to them? Yeah, I never thought of that, but you're right. They could, they could start asking for machines to be displayed, to have the display appear in something other than a dollar amount. Yeah, it, it, it's it's not it's not a good precedent. And I, I think I think that when whoever, if this really was authorized by gaming, I think they didn't fully understand what they were doing because it, it is building player equity. Whether it's 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 a defined dollar amount in a progressive machine, or it's 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 a bonus feature that is an integral part of the overall payback. It, it's it's the same thing. And for them to be allowed to do it on this in, on this smaller scale at the moment, I think it really it, 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 it can't lead anywhere. Have people noticed this in other states or is this a Nevada thing right now? Well, I have noticed it in other countries, <laughs> you know, now, could it, be, yeah, but could, could it be a case of that when they close down for the, some of these places close down on me, you know, Vegas casinos don't close down. On so they're continually running a lot of these places. They're, they're, they have hours. And sometimes I'd show up and I'd, you know, I'd take a walk by some of these machines that operate similar. And I'd say, wow, it's impossible for them to all be at dead set reset. Nobody, you know, every player didn't decide to bail right when they hit the thing. These, they hit the reset, whether, you know, it's intentional or it's just a matter of uh, daily procedure. So, um, yeah, I I mean, I've seen that. it elsewhere. I don't know if it's intentional. I, I was on a cruise where they were doing that to the must hit buys. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's real crooked, yeah. Yeah. Especially if they close up and they don't let the player that's sitting there, at them, just imagine if they tried to close up on you and you were close to the threshold, you know. Yeah, well, on the cruise, they closed the casino at night and then the next morning it would all be reset. Yeah, you'd so. have to call mall security on me. I'm not getting up. <laughs> or they, they close it when they're in port. Now, I've seen machines that- reset, but not at minimum. Uh, there's one game, uh, yeah, I know what you mean. Where one color is reset at thirty, one color is reset at forty, and one color is reset at fifty. And uh, Bob, that is reset. What you're talking about? That is the. I know. I, I understand that. But four different de- games on the same machine denomination had numbers of thirty-seven for one, forty-six for the other, and eighty-five for the third they all had that exact combination um which cannot happen uh bob i know what you're talking about i know which machine you're talking about and that machine operates differently than the standard ones i know did it look a little different than the standard ones i don't i know what you're talking about a regal riches that that yeah there's the prosperity prosperity pearl but yeah, that, there there is a version of that that operates a little different. That every time you hit one of those, it's basically all the same game. I know what you're talking about, and that's not what's happening. Okay, all right. At the end of our show, we have a recommended section where the host and sometimes our guest recommend something that we think the listeners would be interested in. So, Richards, do you have a recommended for? our listeners today. 
Yeah, my recommended actually came in from a former guest, Cartwright, who's been on the show a number of times. And it is a documentary on Netflix called The Pez Outlaw. And it's a movie about this guy who got deeply, deeply involved in the Pez collection community, which I never knew was a thing. And uh, it's a pretty fascinating but tragic story about this guy's, uh, you know, rise to riches and back down the slide. And, uh, you know, as he pointed out to me when he recommended, there are a lot of aspects about what this guy does that are very similar to the advantage play community. Uh, He found an opportunity, found a way to exploit it. And uh, anyway, it, it was a really interesting film. So it's called The Pez Outlaw. And it's on Netflix. Interesting. Frank, do you have a recommended for our listeners today? Well, I don't have anything, you know, personally that I that I, I brought to the show, but I do my 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 buddy and uh, uh, Anthony Curtis, Las Vegas advisor, he is starting up something in the state of Arizona with a sport a sports book, one specific one there, which is offering a sports book bonus of uh it, it, it's really it's right in the wheelhouse of las vegas advisory you only have to deposit ten dollars if you do you'll get uh a year of las vegas advisor i don't want to i don't want to be giving away stuff that he's not intending to so i'm not going to say if you get that member book or not and i believe that there's something else that goes along with it uh, 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 uh one of his published books but you can get all the details at lasvegasadvisor.com uh, i'm sure he's going to have it prominently somewhere there on the on the main page where he's uh, Arizona sportsbook offer. And uh, it's just one of what is supposed to be uh, a number to follow of uh, uh, Las Vegas advisor type deals for people with first deposits at these sportsbooks. Very good. Thank you, Frank. Thank you, Richard. Go out and hit lots of Royal flushes, everybody. Good day. <laughs>